Hello there and welcome in to the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller. And as always, we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I am very excited for my guest today, but before we welcome her onto the show, let me tell you all about careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about my executive coaching, culture consulting, and keynote speaking services. Career Competitor has very much shaped itself now into an elite coaching service over the course of 2022 as we've started to work more and more with high-level executives across all areas of corporate America, entrepreneurship, and beyond. If you are someone who is considering how they can optimize performance or invest in their optimal self in the new year, then you need to be scheduling your free consultation with me today by reaching out to me at steve at careercompetitor.com. That's steve at careercompetitor.com. And while you're at the website, or if you're going to be on Amazon anytime soon shopping for Christmas, you can go ahead and find Shock the World, A Competitor's Guide to Realizing Your Potential. And that is my debut book. Make sure you're investing in that book as we head into the new year or consider gifting that book to someone as a great way to invest in them realizing their potential in the new year. But with all that being said, let's get to the show. Okay, our career competitor today is a serial entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of Claire Bond Group, a strategic marketing communications and branding agency. For over 10 years, she's been helping high-achieving CEOs, executives, investors, and founders maximize their authority and influence to accelerate business growth and gain the recognition they deserve. As an entrepreneur, she's learned the importance of creating and curating a personal brand that magnetizes opportunities and boosts visibility. Claire has been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Forbes, Market Watch, and of course now the heights of the Career Competitor podcast. Her mission is to help others leverage their personal brand to develop the authority, influence, and trust they need to exceed their career and life goals. You can learn more about Claire and her company by heading to clairebarn.com. But for now, let's welcome in to Career Competitor, the fabulous Claire Barn. Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be there. Um, I think uh, we're going to have a great conversation. We absolutely are. And as I alluded to you before we started recording here, the the story of this show in, in 2022 has very much been about the entrepreneurial journey. And there's so much appreciation I have for each individual journey because everyone just has their own way of getting to where it is they've gotten to today. And I'm sure we can find parallels between one example and another, but there's always going to be something authentic and true to your journey that makes it your journey. So to not start necessarily too far back, but at the same time, the building, I know it's been about a 10-year journey for you in the building Mm -hmm. of this company. Talk to me about where it all began and how it's all gotten to where it is today. Um, well, basically, um, I really started out, um, at the very beginning, like after college, um, doing marketing and branding for financial services firms in New York city. So that's kind of like how I kind of figured out this whole marketing thing. And then from there, I was like, you know, I really need to follow my dream, which at that point was to become an actress. So I did that fully committed with that. And 
what I lacked in, in acting experience, I actually had in marketing experience. So I marketed myself, branded myself, put myself out there, built my website, did all my social media stuff. And um, other actors started coming to me and they were like, hey, can you do that for me? So that was my first foray into personal branding. And then from there, I founded a, a company that I still have called Online Profile Pros, where we help build people's personal brand for uh, LinkedIn and online dating. Maybe you never thought about it that way, but it is still a a personal brand, right? And then while I was going out for funding, this was in 2019, I was in San Francisco talking to an angel investor, Jason Calacanis. I was actually on his podcast called uh, This Week in Startups. And... We, he, we, were, we were talking about, uh, you know, some of the things that I was I was going through and some questions that I had for him about my entrepreneurial journey and getting funding. And he's like, I think that you're doing it wrong. Hmm. <laughs> like, what? And he goes, because he was a founder in um, Uber. And so he was saying, hmm. you basically started at Uber Eats, which is like the lowest end of Uber, when you need to start at Uber Black. And he goes, instead of starting, you know, because you're doing online profile pros and you're trying to help a ton of people and, you know, instead go high end, go go to the very top of the market. And that is going to be where your success is going to be. My very first uh, client was an angel investor and the rest is history. So there you go. So it just really organically happened. And I think what I've learned (laughs) is that, even when you're you're told some pretty tough advice or um, you know recommendations, and you're just like, "Hey, to 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 tell me this," I mean, I was on his show, but um, <laughs> I think that you need to take constructive criticism because it could be. I mean, I I have reached out to him. I'm going to keep reaching out to be like, "Hey, remember I was on your show? Thank you." For helping me because you did help launch the success of Claire Bond Group. So listen to the constructive feedback, but at the same time, you know, take some of it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, I can already start to hear some some themes, some themes yeah. of, of, <laughs> of how you built what you built uh, and that the way you've been able to establish yourself through the brand of your company which is always mm-hmm. such a fine line i feel like you know for for you to be able to have it's i mean it's your name right there on the mm-hmm. on the name of the company yeah so why wouldn't people just assume hey we invest in the company we're investing in claire right you know but at the same time i'd have to assume it can't be exactly the same there has to be a little bit of overlap in places maybe some is more you some is less you so with that in mind like the identity have you've created the identity of the company and you've brought more and more people in how much of yourself have you been able to sort of maintain i guess in in terms of the identity of the company as a whole um i mean the company really and branding is me Mm. um yeah I mean, that's, and, and anytime I, if I'm not fully involved in a lot of like the social media and the videos, and I mean, obviously here I'm doing this and, and podcasts, I have my own podcast. So that is my job is to be the face is mm. lead gen. If you really think about it. And I think that a lot of people as, as entrepreneurs, CEOs, uh, executives, found, you know, founders, things like that, you have to think of yourself as the face and lead generation, whether you're looking for funding, whether you're looking for business, whatever it is, partnerships that needs to be at the forefront. And I will tell you that I am not the best at it. Sometimes I can get stuck in the minutia of operations and things like that, but that's why I have a COO operations is literally in his title. Um, <laughs> 
but I think that for me, um, yeah, I, I'm very involved in the messaging and the things that are being said through my uh, social media and things like that. I literally have this very long um, document that my team uses. It's literally kind of like all of my little, you know, words of wisdom, if you will. But yeah. anytime I have a conversation like this, or I have someone on a podcast, or I'm talking to a potential client or a client, there's always something that comes up that I hadn't really thought of, or it's very specific. And so I will always take those and I will always speak very specifically. Like, um, you know, we had somebody that was just like, well, I started with you three months ago. Why don't I have paid speaking engagements? <laughs> Doesn't really work that. So you have to right. kind of talk to what the path is like this is the path it's not magic it's not you and you and you you keyed in on the most important part of it is authenticity if you are like after three months i want these paid speaking engagements it's not authentic and why would someone why would someone at the very top this particular person was in an extremely crowded field with multi-millionaires at the very top the leaders in the why are they ever going to be like I want come come random person that just started three months ago so you really have to think about and I and I think that's one of the biggest things that people don't think about with their personal brand they don't think about what would they do looking at themselves like are they being authentic you know what I mean would they give themselves the same opportunities and I think that yeah if there's a lot of like kind of introspection and, and, and thinking about it and just the authenticity is just it seeps into everything. Either you either are or you're not. People know you are or you're not. And that is one of the biggest things when you're in your entrepreneurial journey. It's just going for funding, getting clients, all of that. If they don't believe that you're in it, you believe in them, you care for them, why is someone going to go to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's so many foundational components that you're speaking to here when it comes to one's personal brand. And authenticity right there at the top. I can I, I can hear that. And, and out of curiosity, as, as you look back on that decision from that advice that you got, like, hey, uh-huh. you should be you should be marketing yourself as as boutique as you do to this day. Right. You know, marketing yourself boutique, marketing yourself to this upper category, let's say of of, of mm-hmm. demographic. How were you able to authentically do that without necessarily? maybe even considering changing who it is you are in, in terms of accommodating, let's say, a demographic that maybe at first seemed out of reach to you, for you to look at something like that at the beginning and say, I've been given this advice, I should be going for this upper echelon of clients. But for me to sort of step into that space confidently, mm-hmm. what sort of work did you have to do on yourself to have that confidence to say, yes, this is who I should be selling to. And yes, I can serve and I can help them. Interestingly enough, I actually um, was on on a business coach's website or uh, podcast, and and she was on mine. We, we had this conversation, and she literally talks about how kind of you kind of exude a certain energy, whether it's yeah. kind of like luxury, whether it's a bargain hunter, what you know, this kind of like energy that you exude, and I. Um, not to be kind of like douchey or anything, but I kind of have always been that kind of like luxury type of person. I've always wanted nice things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's just that that's who I am. So for me, it wasn't a stretch. It wasn't, mm-hmm. um, that said, I've definitely dealt with imposter syndrome 
And sometimes, you know, when I, when our clients come to us and I'm, I'm literally kind of, you know, I, I, I feel like there's this like thing now where people are like a lot of people don't really con- aren't really concerned with college degrees as much as they used to be. So when I was getting my college degree, it was a big deal. I was super excited. Um, and sometimes I still, I still see people, people's college degrees. I'm like, Oh, you know, they went to Wharton, they went to Harvard, he went to MIT, you know? And so sometimes when I look at the roster of our clients, like literally it is Wharton, MIT, Harvard, it's just what? Um, And I went to the University of Texas in Austin, hook them horns, super proud to go there. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, look at these people. And then I remember somebody said, um, when, when uh, in a sales call, they said, my um, co-founder was like, how did you find out about us? They were like, well, you were, your name came up in a Wharton chat. Like a Wharton Blake, and I was like, what? I'm being talked about. So I, wow. I kind of look at that sort of thing. And I'm I had a little teeny bit of imposter syndrome, but these people wouldn't come to me if they didn't believe that I was authentic and that I could do it. So I definitely I I feel like there's a lot of people out there, marketing people and um personal branding. It's a very cool thing right now. They don't have the same credibility that I have, they don't. Yeah they aren't as authentic as I am. It's that's one of the things that I hear over and over. People are just like, you are exactly who, you know, when I, when I'm in a personal uh, one-on-one with my clients, people are like, you are exactly what I thought you would be like. Sure. You are exactly like your videos. You talk the same way. You're very upfront and very real. And that is, that's who they are attracted to. That's who they get. So I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that you have to authentically be who you are. And if you are like, you know, a bargain hunter and you are are kind of really trying to up-level your stuff, it may not be the right fit. At the same time, if you are very kind of like high-end and 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 super um detail-oriented and all these sort of things, and everything you do is such at a high level, um, then that lends itself to more of a luxury product and you need to lean into that. So that's what I did. And I never felt really authentically myself with online profile pros. Like we still have it. It just wasn't, it was more my co-founders happy place than mine. And I, I, I just wanted to say, like, I, I love all this mainly because it all resonates with me because I've been on this exact same journey yeah. in the last 12 months. I, really? I am now I am now coaching, executive coaching people that are decades upon decades based on a resume, based on their bank balance, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. so much more established, so much more profitable, so much more of a success, however you want to define it, than I am. But that being said... I've always resonated towards elite performance. That's where yeah. I came from in the world well, of sport. Yeah. And it's now where I've gone to in the world of business. Yeah. But for me, I just want to speak from my own experience is that you cannot help but look at that gap and say, is there a little bit of imposter syndrome? Is there a little bit of questioning that I should be doing in terms of, hmm, I'm not sure Like, if I just show up and start knocking on these doors, are they really going to give me the time of day? But I think this is really important for people to hear what you're saying is that if you relate to that, if you not only relate to that as well, but actually see yourself belonging in that type of world, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you put yourself out there? Why wouldn't you go in there fully confident representing yourself to the truest of yourself? Because it's it's clear from what you're saying, people are seeing it being introduced to you. And then the moment that they start working with you, 
they sense that they belong in the in, they are in the right space they found right. the right space for them to be doing what it is they're doing with you in yeah i think when when i look at how i purchase services or if i'm going to work with somebody i put people through, you know i'm like what am i going to get you know am i getting value is it you, you look at kind of all of those things but i always look for value and that a lot of times that, that will cost money right you mm. getting someone to take something off your plate to do it the same way that you would do it and again that's kind of why i say i'm i'm the, one of those people that like dots their eyes cross their t's really takes a lot of um you know, I, I love what I do and I'm passionate about it. And that's why that people come to us because they're like, I'm passionate about what I do. I'm not going to let just some, any person come in and do this for me. Mm. Um, so that's, that's essentially it. And I, I, you know, I mean, have you dealt with imposter syndrome? Because you kind of 100%. alluded to that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it. And, but the, the beauty of it is it, it gets immediately dismissed internally Mm-hmm. the moment I'm actually in that space with the Agreed. individual. So all yeah. up to the lead up, all up to the lead up. It's just like, do I belong here? Should I be here? Should I be doing this? Yeah. The moment you're there, how natural it feels for you to be there, whether it be yeah. virtually or in person. It's it, the craziest it, thing, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I remember um, one of our, um, a former client of ours, but he, we were talking, I mean, and amazing amazing resume. Um, he's CEO of many different companies um, and, uh, you know, Wharton graduate. And he currently was at that time, the the CMO of a company. And I remember him, he's, he would like literally just be clear. I need your advice. <laughs> you need my advice. It was, it was actually such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, because he was kind of a peer too, because he was a marketer. But yeah, he he was just not as he did not know as much of the of the stuff that I did. He was more D to C. He didn't know as much about the digital marketing space and and social media as much as I did. Um, and so yeah, it was absolutely. It felt great. It felt gratifying. And I, I agree. You got into that room, and I felt very comfortable. And he did listen to me. Um, so yeah, it it is an amazing thing, but. Yeah. You have and to I be love authentic. <laughs> 100%. But what I love yeah. about this is we're, we're, we're very much double, uh, double clicking on what it is you provide to clients here because at mm. the heart of who you are and, and as I've just sort of alluded to some of the work I've done on myself too, there is a formula at the heart of the work that you do which mm-hmm. starts with that notion of value recognition. So here we are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, a client comes to you they cannot probably figure out their own value. So they're going to work with you on what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to work on establishing how to showcase their expertise and leverage their authority at the same time. Now, Mm -hmm. what I like about this is you're speaking with a British guy who naturally we are the most humble people on planet earth. We don't do well saying, hey, this is what I do well and this is why you should invest in it. Mm -hmm. So we don't do that naturally. So let's assume that the majority of people that come to you struggle with a similar thing. Hey, mm-hmm. I don't know how to firstly identify my value. And mm-hmm. because of that, I have no idea where to get started when it comes to showcasing expertise or leveraging my authority. How do you get started with people? What does that? What do those initial first steps look like? First and foremost, you need to, you need to know what you are really, really good at, right? You need to know. The thing t- is a lot of times people are they are like, well, this is what I do for my day job, but I want to be known for this thing way over mm-hmm. here. 
that's where we're, that's the, where the problem, you know, that's a problem because that's a huge, you know, gap. So you definitely need to start with what you know, and you can, you know, add a little bit of this thing that's, you know, <laughs> way in left field, but you have to start with what you know, because it is what you know, and people are going to, they will know if you are lying, if you're faking, I know fake it till you make it, but it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. People know. Um, if you're just kind of parroting somebody else's talking points or things like that. Um, I mean, one of the things that, that you know, I've, been, I've done a lot of podcasts and you could really come at me from every direction and I will be like, got it. Cause I know my stuff, you know, you, I know marketing. Um, and so you have to, you have to lean into what you know, and what you're good at. The next thing is, is that a lot of people will get very stuck in like, what does my audience look like? Who are my avatars? Like all of these like stupid marketing reports that like, do you know what I mean? They come from like corporate and they're like, they cost like $50,000. Those are like kind of BS because you know what? The, The algorithms change. I mean, I think there's like, what is it with Google? Like algorithmic changes like daily. It's insane. No. So, so having some crazy report that you're like, this is kind of like my Bible forever is just not reality. So you need to go in there. You say, these are my, this is my area of expertise. You need to look at what people are actively searching on Google. Um, I like a website called ubersuggest.com. I use some other tools as well, but ubersuggest is a free uh, site that you can use. So you find out your area of expertise and then figure out what people are actively searching for. There's another one called um, ask the public. They will actually tell you questions that people are asking. Um, and the, basically do YouTube videos, blogs, you know, stuff on social media, answering those questions because if people are asking those on Google, you know, say you find out like I'm a personal brand strategist, say people are, are want to know, well, they do what, you know, what is a great personal branding statement? Give me personal branding examples, things like that. So those are the things, if you look at my YouTube channel, things like that on my website, those are the things that I'm doing. So basic marketing is going to be your friend. It's obviously that's what, why a lot of people come to us, but you have to SEO, you have to do videos, they have to, you know, be well-produced and that kind of thing. They have to have a point, you know, <laughs> kind of like, you know, beginning, middle and end. You actually have sure. to get to the point, but that's actually what it's really about. And I think that's kind of one of the things is that a lot of people will they'll talk about their avatars and all of these things and they'll get so stuck in color theory and their logo. And if you actually help somebody, that is going to do more for your personal brand than a great website, a great logo, um, and a great photo. You actually help somebody that is that is what is going to do whatever. That's what's actually going to make the next thing in your life happened is helping people. I am a I am a student of simplicity, and you've done a fantastic job there of simplifying <laughs> something that, quite frankly, I and mean, this is the thing: there's so much noise online yes. when it comes to what it is you provide, and it's mm-hmm. so reassuring. I hope to anyone here in this that there is this simplistic notion at the heart of it. Like, listen, what do you know? What do you want to be known for? And how can you help people? That is, that's three really strong pillars of advice right there. That's three strong elements of, hey, I want to find a way to get my value seen Mm -hmm. by as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. And you're saying to us, like, hey, these three things, you figure these three things out, you're well on your way. You've at least created a foundation before 
maybe you start to get into the strategical you know details that you would get into if you were working say with someone like yourself right um, I think that one one of the biggest things is just not to get stuck in in kind of the minutia. Just go out there and help people. Don't get stuck on like I'm not perfect. This isn't perfect. That kind of thing. Um, imperfect action is always better than perfection yeah. because I, I guarantee you, if you're so focused on perfection, you probably aren't going to do do anything. So yeah. just go and do it. Mess up. <laughs> get it get it over with get stress out of out of the way but yeah if you actively help people um that that is really that is the secret mm-hmm. you know yeah, it, obviously 100%. there's a lot of other stuff that goes involved that is involved and and everything like that but if you are actively you know giving people the advice and it's true and it's real and it it helps people then that's going to be one of the biggest things you look at a lot of personal brands and people that um you know, have millions of followers and some of them just want, they want to follow a celebrity, but other people actively, you know, they're, they're creating reels or TikToks or whatever, and it's providing value every single time or nine times out of 10, you're going to be like, wow, that was a valuable piece of information. Thank you. Um, and that is a personal brand. So everyone thinks about it in this kind of this like beautiful, like a website or, or this perfection or this beautiful feed on Instagram, but you're like, no, no, no does that person actually help people? And I think that that's one of the things that really changed, I believe, kind of 2019 was a start, definitely 2020. But people didn't want to see all those like, just stupid, like, I always kind of, you know, uh, sunset heart hands and, you know, all those influencers and things like that. I came from the influencing space. I did that for a very long time. Um, But yeah, people just didn't care about they didn't provide value. You know, mm-hmm. here's this outfit, go buy it. Why? You're not right. providing any value. So go and provide value. There's a lot of emptiness out there. There's a lot of people that aren't providing value. Um, but I, one thing I do want to mention is I've, I've actually coached, um, I was actually working privately with somebody who's very fixated on on uh, on understanding the nuances of what they want to be known for. And, and, and there's a lot of like stress involved. Oh. So in, in kind of, again, doing it right. And I, I, I really, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be a straight shooter. That's, that's who I am. You're so focused on all of this stuff. Just start now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cause he wanted mm-hmm. to start, we wanted a book and do all these things. And I'm like, no one's going to give you that book deal until you actually, you have 50 plus thousand followers that are really engaged. Yeah. So you have to provide value now to do what you want to do later. So that's the that's the thing. So it's it's obviously knowing what you want to do, providing value, but you have to just start right now. Mm, I love it. I love it. it. It's it's all it's all things that I know. I think it's things that people need to hear and I don't think people realize how often they need to hear. I think you have you should have someone in your life daily <laughs> telling you just to say, "Hey, start now." Because there's always going to be something that comes up every day where you have a decision to make. Do I do it or do I not? And do I do it now or do I not? And so much of what you're talking about is is simply doing it now. And as you say, that imperfect action to – I am a huge advocate for imperfect action. Uh, You know, For me, it's about – what do we learn through these imperfect actions so that the next one can be that little less imperfect and mm-hmm. a little closer to perfection without maybe ever getting to perfection? It's all right. lessons along the way. But we are on a show here where we like to get into the heart of your competitiveness and, and okay. what makes you you. 
And so with that being said, Claire, I'm, I'm really curious because you must you must deal with, let's say, on a busy, busy day where you've had multiple clients, so many different thoughts and ideas are coming your way, different tasks at hand, et cetera, et cetera. I love asking this question. When you finish your day and the head hits the pillow, mm-hmm. how can you tell this today was a win versus today was not necessarily a win? I don't like to use the word loss, defeat or anything like that. But you know what, what, makes, a win, what makes a day a win for you now in terms of the work that you're doing? Uh, um, there, there are elements of, of being able to, it's, to get through some of the unsexy things that I have to do as, sure. as a CEO. There, sure. there is an element of that just because it kind of clears my head. But I mean, I, I do, I love being able to do things like this and, you know, shoot, do my own podcast, my own videos. And so I love the content creation aspect of it. I love kind of really being able to uh, to help people and create more of that. I like the creative aspect of what I do. And that's, that kind of makes me feel good. Um, and I, you know, definitely, you know, when I, when I have conversations with people and I, I just get very excited. And sometimes I, I have like a, you know, I'm on a podcast like this. I'll just be very excited for the rest of the day just because I had a, a kind of a great conversation. Um, again, everyone always asks different questions of the same sort of thing. And I just love that aspect of it too. Mm. So I, I just feel like it's, it's being able to, it's obviously getting those things done that you needed to get done. So you're not stressed. Right. But sure. at the same time, I just love being able to do this conversations talking about talking about personal branding and ultimately helping people Mm -hmm. absolutely and and something you said earlier as well uh was you talked about energy and Mm -hmm. it sounds as though you're alluding to that here that there's almost this part of you that as you go throughout the day your energy can just tell you listen today is i'm I'm winning today or today's Mm -hmm. a success or i'm doing Mm -hmm. what i need to be doing today versus days i'm sure your energy is just telling you for whatever reason that isn't the case yes yeah, I don't have I, I I feel sometimes when I'm stuck in like meeting after meeting after meeting, those are like energy draining days. Those are not my favorite. Um yeah. So it, it it's kind of when it might when and I'm getting much better about kind of splitting up the day or making making kind of like, okay, we're just gonna make this day an icky day. Right. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> ick. Okay, meetings. Right. Let let's get it over with. So yeah, I think that just kind of Figuring out what works for me, what doesn't, taking, getting rid of the stuff that I'm not good at and really leaning into what I am good at. I, mm. That's just the best. That's for me is, is one is when I feel I'm at my best. Yeah. And, and I think that is, as someone who is a CEO, I think that's so important for people to hear because I think we, when it comes to those in, lead, in, in roles of leadership, the assumption is that we're always going to be working on our, strengths and weaknesses at the same time and it's not that you're Mm -hmm. saying that you don't necessarily acknowledge your weaknesses or things that you don't do as well what i'm saying is that those things that you flourish those things that you do to high levels Mm -hmm. that's where you're investing yourself mainly and i think that's something that people need to hear and recognize like especially when you're a leader especially when you're the one running the show so to speak that is how you have to allot your energy and time and look to resource the types of individuals you need to to fill your gaps so to speak and it sounds like you've been able to do that now over the last few years yeah it's you know i mean that's kind of one of the things um <laughs> it's kind of funny i was watching the, the netflix co- show it's called buying beverly hills and um 
uh, Maurice Umansky was kind of talking to about how like he's like I generate leads. He's like that is what I do. You know, the, and so the rest of the team he was kind of saying like you know that you guys are going to get a lesser cut because I bring all the leads. And so I kind of started thinking about what I do. And I'm like, I am, because he was just saying, you know, because people were not taking into account the fact that he's bringing in all of these multi-million dollar deals. They would never have access to if it weren't for him. And I was thinking, I'm like that, I am the lead generator. If I am not there doing my job, doing videos, talking about this, doing press, I am not doing my job. That is what I do well. And that's kind of one of the biggest things my co-founder he does the sales calls. He does a lot of the client work and things like that. But he's like, no, you are out there selling, talking, doing that all day, every day, because that is what you do. You do it really well. And if Claire Bond isn't talking about Claire Bond group, then, <laughs> you know, that, so that's ultimately kind of one of the things that was one of a, kind of an aha moment that I had. Obviously, sure. he's the head of his business, but you're you're just kind of like you have to do what you do really well. And there are people that are CEOs that are not good at lead generation. They're not good at doing videos. But as a former actress, this is like my space. <laughs> right, right. So lean sense. into what you really do well. And, and make sure that, you know, the team that you have, they, they will, you know, work with you so that you are ultimately doing the, doing the job that, that keeps a business going because there's some reason why you're there. Um, and that there's something that you're doing really well and you need to say, Hey, this is what I do well. And so I've had to kind of get rid of some of the, um, there are also other things that I do well as well, but sure. I don't have the time. So right. they, I have to pull those off. So I do the most important things. Mm. So there's kind of a, is a big balancing act. I think for being a CEO that I didn't, I've had to learn. Yeah. And I, 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 again, as someone who is somewhat newer in this space, it's always great for me to get this type of insight. But I think more importantly, we have a lot of people who listen to this show that are in a full-time position that are always considering what that side hustle, what that potential business of their own may be. And it's just kind of happened organically over the years with the show. So I'm curious as, as you start to look at your growth and think, okay, if there was this this one nugget of information that I could provide to someone who's in the same position I was in, let's say 10 years ago, and they're about to start, they're about to go on this journey, they're going to create and build whatever it is they plan to what's that nugget of advice look like to you i mean the first thing i would say is that entrepreneurship is not for everybody you really it has to you can't be risk adverse you have to be the type of person that can take major risks i've made i've made major moves in my life i'm you know i'm kind of i'm not risk adverse right i, I like right after college i like i'm in new york city <laughs> i had no idea what i was gonna do um yeah, you can't be, there are people that literally are, they, they, it scares them the thought of like, I could lose money. I could, you know, whatever you can't, that can't, if, if you are not that type of person, if you have an aversion to risk, this is not going to be your, your thing. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that it's, it's scary at times. Um, it's a roller coaster. It's not this easy thing. And I, and it was actually funny. I, I, I was speaking to somebody and I probably, you've, you've done podcasts like this too, where you have somebody on and you're just like, I think you're flat out wrong. From my experience and everything else, <laughs> you're freaking wrong. Right. And I had someone kind of just say, cause I, I said to her and I was like, well, so 
you have 10 years of experience in doing this. You know, no one can just jump in and be, you know, one year they can be where you are in 10 years. She goes, no, I can make anyone successful in a year. Just exactly like me. I was like, BS, BS doesn't exist. I I don't believe that exists. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, everyone wants that, right? The magic bullet and these kind of things. So I, you just have to do the hard, it's hard work. There are failures. I know there are some people that don't want to talk about failure. Failure happens and failure is good because you don't learn unless you fall in your freaking butt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's just one of the biggest things for me is that I do I love, love what I do, but yeah. it has been hard. It has not been easy. Some days have been better than others. I've like cried. <laughs> like it's sure. okay. It's okay. I'm, it's it's this the reality of the situation. And whenever I've talked to other people in in the space that aren't full of BS, they mm-hmm. are truthful and they're like, I've totally had those days, you know. Yeah. It, and I think that if that's what you really want to do, and again, if you really want to help people, the risk aversion usually kind of can go away because you're like, no, I really believe in this thing. I believe that I'm going to help somebody. Yeah, so, that's such a great point that you made there at the end. Like, you, the risk isn't s- something you necessarily spend as much time considering because you're so focused on the end result of this is what I want to accomplish. But I'm so thankful, Claire, that you actually answered that question the way you did because this episode is going to be the last one for 2022. And off the back of this, uh, sorry, prior to this episode too, we've had a couple where we've spoken a lot about having passion for the work as opposed to just simply saying, hey, listen, I have a passion. I'm going to pursue it. Understand that at some point, the passion will start to disappear and all that will be left mm-hmm. is the work towards the passion. And you need to have mm-hmm. just as if not more passion for that work as you do the passion itself. And so, yeah. so much of what you're talking about here alludes to that. And I think this is such a wonderful way for listeners to be getting this information almost episode on top of episode on top of episode here to finish out the year because if you are looking at the next year whether it be to start your own business or to simply move into a different career or or to go find that next position whatever it is mm-hmm. you're saying here like listen you can want it and it can sound super appealing but at some point there's it's going to come with work it's going to come with work it's going to come with hardship and if you can't get comfortable with that part of it it's always going to be a little less realistic in terms of whether it can come to fruition. Yeah. I, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I'm, I'm with you there. But Claire, listen, before I let you go, yeah. I want you to share uh, every everything, everything where we can find about find out more about you. I know I mentioned the website at the, at the front, but I know there's information within the website and outside mm-hmm. of the website that I, I would love for you to, to, to reveal to everybody. So go ahead and share everything we need to know. Yeah. So you can find me at clairebond.com. Um, that, you know, it depends if you, we have a, a free masterclass if you'd like to do that. Um, and I really outline a lot. Again, I go a little bit deeper into getting started and all of that. So that is where I would suggest if you'd like to kind of learn a little bit more. So again, clairebond.com and at the very top or even in the footer, it says free masterclass, sign up and, uh, yeah. Get some, get some free tips. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I know I'll be, I know I'll be looking at that myself. I saw that before we got on here, uh, so I need to go check that out myself. But Claire, listen. In the meantime, I cannot thank you enough for your time. Some of this insight is so powerful. It's so important. No matter where someone is in their career or whatever their objectives may be, 
investing in your personal brand is always going to be a big part of that. And uh, you've given us some fantastic insight here in terms of where we can start and, and where we should be going with this sort of stuff. So thank you so much for the generous time. Thank you for the insight and best of luck with just everything moving forwards. Thank you so much, Steve. It was a pleasure to be here. Hey, don't go anywhere. I've got my final thoughts coming up from our guest today. So please take some time, give it a moment, take a drink. I got a couple more minutes I need to get out of you. Some final thoughts. Here we go. Such a great episode to finish 2022 with today. Thank you to Claire for joining us. And while you may be listening to an episode like this and saying something on the lines of, I don't know whether personal branding was ever something I really need to be considering. I hope some of the details and insights that Claire provided were significant enough for you to recognize that personal branding, it serves a role for everybody in in every capacity. And it's why I wanted to bring it on the show because I want you to have a competitive advantage when it comes to your personal brand. I want you to consider how you can leverage yourself within whatever market it is that you're trying to find success in and establish a brand that's going to lead you to success by identifying, as Claire alluded to, what it is you want to be known for. Whatever your career path may intentionally look like, it is so important for you to make the time to consider what you want to be known for how it is you want to be seen, how it is you want to be received, where you feel you can have the greatest impact. If you're answering these types of questions, then you're getting to the heart of your potential personal brand, how you can be, as I said, leveraging yourself within your market to become more competitive. So as you go into the holiday season and you start thinking about how can I use this time well between now And when the world, let's say, really picks back up again in the new year, how can you invest and realize a few things about your personal brand? How you can show up in 2023 in a way that's going to make you more competitive within your industry, within your field. It's going to allow you to establish an identity within your field. And through those things, it's going to put you in a position where you can see success unlike ever before. That is what a personal brand can do. So do the work, think about how you can make your personal brand part of your conscious approach to performance in the new year, because within that work, you're going to reveal a few things about yourself that can really serve you and your career moving forwards. So again, thank you to Claire for the time, for the insight, and for some of those key concepts that we can really all benefit from if we're willing to give it the time and find ways to implement them today. But for now, 2022 has without a doubt been the foundational year for this podcast in terms of how we will now move from here. We are going to take things up more and more in the new year. We are going to identify ways that we can provide insight to you, the listener, that can set you apart in a way where you feel as though this show is the resource out there to gain those insights from leaders within their industries and how they can provide the type of impact to you 
that's going to set you up for greater things. That is what we are going to be a resource for in the new year. I'm so thankful to all my guests this year. I'm so thankful to have gotten this show now to a point where we are 25,000 downloads in, where we are 160 plus episodes in, where we've built a true following of competitors in their respective industries but I'm so excited for how we can still expand, still explore, and still find new listeners and bring in new people to this show. So if you are listening to this and you're enjoying the content, you've enjoyed 2022, or if this is your first time and you just simply enjoy what you're hearing, make sure you're sharing what you've heard. Share the show with anybody within your community. Let them know that Career Competitor is a place that they should be going to for that type of motivation to close the gap between where you are today and where it is you're trying to get to within your career. Best of luck with everything heading into the new year and closing out, of course, this year. Don't let this year go by just yet, folks. Still a couple weeks left. Make it a great finish to set yourself up for a phenomenal 2023. And I look forward to speaking with you all again in the new year. Take care. Bye for now.